Hey there. Welcome back to Legal Mumbo Jumbo with Houston divorce and family law attorney Ashley Nicole Green. This is a 10 to 15 minute session where she will discuss frequently asked questions and or provide you with some good old information on how to navigate through those areas. So let's get started with some Legal Mumbo Jumbo. Hey guys, welcome back to season two, episode number 21 of Legal Mumbo Jumbo. My name is Ashley Nicole Green. I'm a family law and divorce attorney here in the Houston and surrounding areas. And today's topic is a continuation of the topic 20, or episode 20 rather, where we talked about planning after a divorce. Um, we talked about estate planning um, and the importance of that in episode 20. And today in episode 21, that's going to be a continuation of that topic. But now we're going to talk about the importance of planning after divorce related to the everyday things that people forget about. Okay. Um, I couldn't just like put a particular category on it because it's like a variety of different things that people just forget about. And I said, you know what? I'm going to have a podcast about this (laughs) and I'm going to list things so that it jogs people's memory. So they make sure they do that. So if you are wondering how this topic came about, that's the way it came about. And that's going to lead us into um, our topic today. So if you haven't already, as always, grab your sheet of paper and something to write with so that you can take down these things. And even if you aren't going through divorce, but you know, someone that has just finalized a divorce or that finalized it, you know, a few years ago, ago, you might want to um, invite them to listen to this podcast just to make sure that they've taken care of those things um, after their divorce. So let's go ahead and jump in. So the first thing on the list is you want to make sure that you visit your banks. Um, You want to make sure you visit your banks and remove your ex-spouse as a um, individual on that account, authorized um, individual to be able to make withdrawals or what have you, remove them from that account, make sure that they sign any documentation to remove them. Make sure you include that in your, that language in your divorce decree if they do need to sign the documents so that you have a deadline for them to be able to return those documents to you. You also want to make sure that you update your pay on death beneficiary with your bank. This is one that people forget about. So most of the time people don't even know that they designated or they don't remember that they designated someone as a pay on death beneficiary on their bank accounts. And um, when we mention it to clients, they're like, wait, I did that? Oh yeah, I contacted my bank, Ashley, and they did say I did that. So thanks so much for telling me. So make sure that you do that as well. You can update it to be a family member or a new significant other, your children if they're older, all that good stuff. This is important because that's a particular asset that can, God forbid, if something were to happen to you, you would be able to um, designate that person and that does not, that account does not have to go through the probate process. The second item that you want to make sure that you're updating um, is in relation to individuals that you, individuals that you have listed on any type of account with your medical providers, um, any type of pharmacies. I know like on my accounts or um, my medical accounts or at my doctor's office, it says, is there someone that you would like to list to be able to get information, right? And I usually put my husband 99% of the time. Um, and sometimes I may add my mom, but you wanna make sure that you contact your providers and making sure that you remove your ex-spouse from that uh, as an authorized person and you remove their telephone number. Like 
I include my husband's telephone number, his email, and it says like, are we able to leave a voicemail on this number? You want to make sure it's your number and it's not, you know, your ex-spouse's number. That's something that people forget about a lot. And honestly, um, I really didn't even think about it until one day I was like filling out some paperwork and it asked me, you know, do you want to add a family member? And I said, hmm, I have a podcast coming up. I'm going to add that to my list because people probably forget to update this. So that's the second thing. The third thing is you want to make sure that you update your titles to any vehicles that were awarded to you. If obviously your ex-spouse is also listed as an owner on that vehicle. This is important because otherwise ownership is still going to be established between you and your ex for that vehicle, which you don't want, right? So all you have to do is contact the DMV. There's some forms you fill out. You give them a copy of your final divorce decree if they need that as well, which more than likely they will. We've helped a few of our clients with this process. Um, And yeah, it's pretty simple after that. They get a new title issued if the vehicle is paid off. Otherwise, they'll update it so that way when you pay it off, the title is issued out correctly. The other thing that you want to make sure that you do is you contact any of your retirement account plan administrators um, and you update your beneficiaries. This is very, 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 very important because a lot of people forget this step. Um, It's kind of out of sight, out of mind, and God forbid if something were to happen to them, um, then your ex-spouse would be able to get those items or something were to happen to you, rather. Um, They would be able to get those those funds associated with your retirement account because you've named them as a beneficiary and you never changed it. So make sure you contact them to do that. The same thing is true for your life insurance policies. Make sure you update your beneficiaries as well. This is something that you're not able to do during the divorce process. And so sometimes people forget about it. And so we, again, like to remind people in our office, um, if you listen to the episode before this one, I said that we usually give our clients a closing letter and we give them a list of things to jog their memory to make sure that they're doing, which include things like this (laughs) because they usually forget. The next thing, which... You shouldn't probably forget if you requested it, but some people do, so I'm going to mention it, and I thought it it wouldn't hurt to add it to the list, is to actually update your name. If you have asked for a name change and you actually want to do it, make sure you go through the process of updating your driver's license and your social security number. Your name is not automatically changed simply because you have asked for it in your divorce decree and the court has approved it. That's just the court saying This is a legal document where they're able to change their name, but that does not change your name. That's a point that people forget about. You still have to go through an extra step and go get your name changed on your driver's license and your social security card. The next thing, which is in relation to, um, kind of in relation to what we talked about in the last episode with estate planning is if you had a trust, um, trust set up, um, whether that was your home within the trust or, you know, your children, Um, had a trust, you had a trust set up for them or what have you, you want to make sure that you sign the paperwork to dissolve that trust. This is very, very important. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. This is very, very important that you dissolve the trust. You sign the documents, you and your ex sign those documents to dissolve that trust and you establish a new trust if you feel that you want to at that point. Don't forget about that point. (laughs) Dissolve any trust. The next thing is in relation to your home. 
or a home maybe that you um, were awarded in the divorce process. You want to make sure that, again, even though the divorce decree will have the legal description and it may say that this particular home is awarded to you, that you either file that particular divorce decree into the property records where that particular property in the county where that property is located, or if there has been an execution um, of the of a deed transferring that property to you, you file that. It's always preferable to file the deed, but sometimes the other side is not cooperative. And so you need to still um, file something into the property records so that there's um, obtain a title understanding that that property is your property. Otherwise, legally, it would um, still be showing the property records as being um, owned by you and your ex-spouse. The same thing is true for a business. So again, this is something that people forget about. They forget to do this step. If you have a business that was owned by you and your spouse, and you maybe have um, paperwork on file with the Secretary of State, you have an LLC developed, whatever, dissolve that particular LLC if both of you are uh, members on it or what have you, and make sure that you establish a new one, update any information with the Secretary of State or any other um, government entities that would need to know that. So that way you can make sure that um, you are listed as the owner of that business if it was awarded to you. Um, or if you want to make sure your name is off of a business that was awarded to your spouse, make sure that they, um, your ex-spouse, make sure that they take care of, of that as well. So with that being said, these were just a few things to jog your memory <laughs> um, in case you're going through the divorce process. These are some of the top things that I think about outside of what we talked about in episode 20 that people need to make sure that they are adding to their to-do list even though their divorce is finalized. If you need assistance with any of these things, you can always contact our office, set up a case evaluation, you can chat with me, check out the show notes on how to get in contact with us. You can also retain our office to assist you in completing any of these things and hiring us to guide you through that process if you have questions about that. Most of our clients <laughs> that um, we represent, they end up just like keeping us on for about a month or so on their case just to make sure that this is taken care of um, because they're like, I want to make sure I'm crossing my T's and dotting my I's. And so we um, stay on the case and, you know, they pay us to assist them with this not necessary. I always tell them like, guys, you can figure this out. And they're like, no, 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 it's just easier. And you'll hold me accountable. So if you need someone to help um, hold you accountable, we're more than happy to do that. So please share this with someone that, you know, may have went through the divorce process, or that's going through the divorce process. Um, and this would be hopefully helpful to them. I hope it was helpful to you. And until next time, take care. Bye for now.